You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good morning and welcome to another Sanctioned Citizen Podcast. I'm your host, Sheila Dean. Uh, Last week amounted to quite a few wild days um, between the so SCOTUS leak of the abortion you know, draft decision, which ended up going nowhere fast, and uh, so we're just still recovering from that. Also, there was this emergent uh, issue with, I'll have to correct that later, um, there was this emergent issue with the disinformation board, which everybody was completely fired up about, and... I hoped so much that that was going to be put down with good legal investigation work, which didn't take long because there is no statutory authority for a DHS disinformation board, period. So we have been a little bit more active on Twitter since Elon Musk took over a couple weeks ago. And so our show handle at Twitter is at sanction. Un on Twitter. You can come and interact with us there. So let's go over some of those weekend items that came of avail. Firstly, there was an emergent coalition of 20 attorneys, generals, that have demanded DHS Secretary disband the disinformation board, claiming, quote, no statutory authority exists to support your creation of a board of government censors, the attorneys general wrote. Although Congress has considered a variety of measures to address the perceived dangers of quote-unquote disinformation in the United States, none has passed. So there's no legal, enforceable authority to do it. And I had suspicions that 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 would be the case. So we will be waiting to see what happens with that. In the areas of direct sanctioning, the U.S. has sanctioned 2,600 new Russian visa card holders for reasons I'm not 100% sure of. And it's also renewing uh, its considerations of sanctions of Hickvision for its role in the Uyghur genocides and population persecution. So I think that's a good decision, A+. Um, The UK is also actively considering its own battery of sanctions for forced organ harvesting by the Chinese government, commissioned for sale. <laughs> Excuse me, black market. So hard to say sometimes. All right. So according to Merco Press, the Mexican government's financial crime department has frozen the bank accounts of companies and people blacklisted by the United States under accusations of having evaded sanction, the sanction regime imposed on Venezuela. So while U.S. is sanctioning, there is co-sanctioning by the Mexican government. So I'm not sure that there's any active considerations for sanctioning Mexico for its narco activity. But this is going to be an issue that's going to continue to heat up um, the closer we get to the end of May. Uh, As soon as Title 42 lifts, there's going to be this bumper crop of traffic, narco-traffic, yana, that's going to pay the cartels to get over that border. And unfortunately, I wish we had 
different knowledge, but because they are so rich and because they are so well healed, they've been about the business of buying their way into uh, corruption here in America of smaller law enforcement officers just like they do in Tijuana and other places that are notorious for Mexican Mexican corruption uh, because they have the money to do it. Now, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of evidence of this going on, but the people who live at the border are really silent because they are somehow touched by it or they are involved. One of the two. But it is very infrequent that people who live really close to, say, a narco mansion in Texas uh, are going to speak out. But there is a guy who's been talking to me. Uh, he's actually come on the program. And he's got a lot to say about all of it. And um, you heard his chickens last week. That's Philip Drake. Um, so we'll be waiting to see what happens with that. Um, before I forget, Elon Musk also joked over the weekend that he may have been threatened by Dmitry Rosogin, um, that, you know, if he suddenly dies, you know, he'll, it was good knowing you. I thought that was kind of cute and funny, so I wanted to mention it. Um, so back to Philip Drake. Okay, so Philip Drake is a farmer. And he's a third-party presidential candidate for the Constitution Party. And he's called into the program before. And he is a neighbor to Mexican cartel bosses in the area of Edinburgh, Texas. And he's called that area the Colonius. So Drake claims to be the target of corrupt NGO associations, like little nonprofits, you know, farmers, uh, farm and cattle. These are people who want, probably want his land. Um, their intentions are not crystal clear at the moment, but that's what Drake has claimed in the past. So some may want to commandeer his farmland. To others, he's an inconvenient witness to some local happenings, like living far too close to the pop-up shantytown constructions, and the other, you know, litter of narco mansions about a quarter mile from his farm. So he was forced under local citizens' arrest. Uh, to spend some time in a local jail over the weekend. He was released yesterday morning, I think, uh, according to him. So this has happened before. And Drake has claimed that both Texas local law enforcement and local families have succumbed to the cartel money and to become quiet and in some cases corrupt in their, their official dealings. So he is meeting now with attorneys and said a lawsuit is forthcoming. Um, he did get legal advisory on that. So soon a public case will produce legal discovery into the face of the Colonius, the felonious Colonius, and other reporters can come dive into the muscle tactics uh, being used to push farmers like Drake off of his land. So, all right. So that's all the news I have for right now. I, maybe I might want to go over some of these tweets that rolled in through the weekend. So they are posted at my Twitter online. So there was a there was a gentleman who was uh, fired by by letter of Advent Health. Um, dear t- team member, he couldn't even be given a name. On May 30, he was given a letter 
that because he didn't get his his vaccination, he was terminated. And so he left the number public. If you have questions for Advent Health about their policies, you can contact their Human Resources Shared Services at one 843 6363 and ask them directly about their policy to terminate uh, employees based on voluntary or discretionary uh, vaccination use. And see here. So a little further up, there was this man, Jason Kuldorf, or Martin, Martin Kuldorf. <laughs> Okay, so he says, quote, After pushing COVID lockdowns, Bill Gates admits that he and his foundation experts didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, basic facts known in early 2020, and he should stay away from public health. You know, I, I had an opinion about that. You know, I think maybe he shouldn't be, you know, just because just he's a, you know, catastrophically enabled rich guy to to determine you know, the whole of public health. Um, so he's on he's on kind of eating crow. There's a video of him. Let me see if I can get some audio here. Foundation said, it wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way. You know, this, there's been too much uh, travel without diagnosis uh, to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate, you know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like fluids, although... And that's, we know that to be crap. That's absolute garbage. We knew at the, the immediate turn, I was, you know, suffering in Kirkland in February when I knew that of 2020. So you're talking to one of the first people in the United States who was probably infected with a virus. I was sitting there, like, on my couch, not feeling very well when the when the news broke that at least one case in the United States had been determined, and I couldn't get a test until April, and I had to scramble around to try to find a doctor who would give me one, because there was some sort of con- conspiratorial lore about evaluating excuse me, evaluating your antibodies to see if you had the disease. Because I think at that point, Fauci Fauci knew that he was going to be implicated somewhere down the line, and he just didn't want many people to, to be on the books as, as having the disease at that point. So he managed to convince the Trump administration to kind of kind of dampen the numbers probably by, uh, by suppressing the testing, okay? That, that's my guess. I don't know. But Fauci should be out of there for such things because the fact that people had this disease and couldn't know their status was was absolutely crazy. And even people who, who really lobbied for public testing, like the people in both houses were, were screaming and crying out for a public administration of testing, could not get it. And so that's one of the flaws that many people uh, had against Donald Trump in his organization. And you know, Trump is not a perfect, you know, president he, by any means. You know, of course, there, there are lots of people who 
hate him, but I I don't hate the guy. I don't. I think he did many good things, uh, but they weren't weighed equally against his other misgivings. So there were deal breakers for a lot of deal breakers for other people. I'm not as as you know agitated about Donald Trump as other people. You know, I, I'm able to say say yes and clap clap for the things that I liked that he did. Uh, but if I said anything favorable about him, I became you know thrown over the fence involuntarily by people who were really agitated and imbalanced. I think in their politics. So I lived in Seattle, and I, I find myself to be one of these people who is recovering from being exposed to Antifa more than COVID. And Antifa is real, but you know, Black Bloc's been around for many years. They just haven't been kind of empowered by disenforcement the way that that they were in 2020 in the past. I mean, law enforcement would show up and kind of keep them away from other people and keep them from destro- destroying property. In the case of Antifa 2020, 2021, and now 2022, they've emerged as this vigilante, like, we're coming out to break your stuff if you don't do what we want, government, or public, whatever. We're just mad and going to smack things around and have a big adult tantrum. So that's still not okay. It's not okay. Um, so what I have carefully advised people who are in that situation is to just go ahead and defend your property. If the cops aren't coming, self-defense is a legal defense for your property. If someone comes after you with a weapon, you can legally defend yourself and you can defend your property. So... A lot of people were overpowered because they had mobs uh, of people coming in to, to, you know, beat them up. And some people did die. And uh, so I have Johnny here. He wants to come on and talk. Johnny the Faithful. All right, Johnny, I'll go ahead and take your call. Unmute your mic, Johnny. Hi, how's it going? Going good, going good for a Monday. Uh, Got a late start this morning. I'm a truck driver, and uh, they had the road closed on my way to my first pickup, and uh, I had to add another hour to my route. Kind of sucks, but uh, it's going. Going to work a little late, but it's okay. Got okay, well, where in the world are you, Johnny? Right now, that's a good question. My brother gets a kick out of it because half the time I don't know. I think I'm in Illinois. No, I'm still in Michigan. On my way. On my way. So I just drive, you know. <laughs> It's funny. I just drive, you know. They, they, they pay you to do that. Yeah, right. Well, I'm glad to hear from you. Uh, did you have a comment about Antifa or, or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're talking about the legality of defending your... Uh, your, uh, your property, your, yeah. Your property, that's, right? a, that's a traditional Texas value. Yeah. Get a gun, defend your property, yeah. get a, get a yeah, safe. That triggered me. That triggered me because... Oh, my. Talk about... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, oh with, with all respect, of course, you know, because when we talk about legality, you know, in my view, uh, we lost that country that is uh, that is what you call the rule of law a long time ago. We're ruled by men right now. So, yeah, you know, we could say, yeah, I'm legal in defending my property. I'm legal in this and legal in that. But we know that at the end of the day, 
it's if you have money or if you don't have money you know so we would hope that mm-hmm. if we were put in a position that we had to defend our property and our you know and, and our livelihood or whatever and our some person came but we would hope that 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 you know the law would be on our side but i i, I question very very much that you know so. okay so there's two ends of this if it my previous work in the Pacific Northwest is kind of being joined to to this new work here in in Texas and South Texas, and yep. how it's coming together is that okay the the communist flank is bringing in the the fentanyl from the PRC into into to Mexico. It's feeding the trafficking and it's also feeding the drug trade, which is the fentanyl gets in the United States. It's purchased and then it kills people, and that's that's the story there. But then they they park the money on the west coast, drive up the property rates, drive up inflation, and then they use the real estate, um, the the real estate appropriation to to influence the local government and to uh, sponsor candidates and to. Um, to continue to get, you know, sympathetic, you know, commercial ventures, sympathetic to globalist, uh, socialist, you know, hedge fund managers, kind of like George Soros, because he's not the only one. He, I believe he's just the tip of the iceberg. There is this whole uh, CCP socialist, uh, you know, underground that's influencing things. They're, they're inside... Uh, local politics. They call into the programs here on on Colin. Oh, I just want to give a quick shout out, by the way, to uh, Colin David Sachs because Peter Thiel has been given more more <laughs> more appropriation to his his Colin platform than he has. Uh, I just wanted to, to mention him, give him a shout out to co-founders David Sachs. Uh, he's a former COO of PayPal and CEO of Yammer, and then Axel Ericsson. And he is combining the social audio and podcasting, so so thank you. So and it's a it's a funding venture co-led by Sequoia, Goldcrest, and Craft Ventures, which is where Sachs is a founder and partner. So I wanted to just say that. Right. Um, yeah, because everybody's been giving Peter Thiel the ball and saying, "Oh, it's him. Be be fearful." He might come censor you. He doesn't give a crap. You know, Palantir might be, you know, you know, organizing my vocality because I'm now an online speaker. But you know, that stuff's out of the bag. Cat's out of the bag. But go go right. ahead, Johnny. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to give some. Well, I, I was wondering. So I understand your take. So the communists in Mexico dealing with the real estate prices in West uh, California, out on the West Coast, right, California. Mm-hmm. But let me ask your your uh, your perspective on the role of uh, the market turn in the late 1970s. Does that play any role at all in what's you know, going on? With, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not, I'm going to be fuzzy on that because I was an infant. And I, I can't really roll back quite that far. Right. Um, but you know, this is a this is a current event show. After all, uh, if you have some, the only way I can make it current is by saying to you that yeah. 
when the PRC entered the marketplace, nobody dreamed that they would be influencing us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they they yeah. are because they they have their own brand of uh, corruption. They have fascism. They have drugs. They have yeah. uh, and they have an institutional infiltration. They steal our intellectual property. So there's there's kleptocracy involved. And then you know and then they corrupt our public officials. You know what yeah. you're not supposed to say is that Biden has Burisma. And that Biden also yeah. has public dealings with China, that he still has holdings with China, Chinese companies. And while he, Donald Trump got raked uh, for the, what was it, the emoluments clauses, nobody seems yeah. to be going after after Biden with any parody. When I say nobody, it hasn't really come out in the press quite yet. It should be. There should be parody. I mean, the law is the law, and if it were applied equally, then I think Joe Biden should be facing some some kind of flack or determinations for those those foreign dealings. It is a lot stinkier to me uh, because these are adversarial nations. The PRC is an adversarial nation, and they they don't just des- go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just that you see that's what makes this so so difficult for me. When you, I don't you know, you, 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 well, let me explain. When you say, you know, I deal in current current events, right, and what's going well, on Well, today's, right now. it's a, it's a new show, yeah. So it's current events. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but at the same time, at the same time, that current event that you're talking about is ideological. The framing is totally ideological. I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure everybody like has. Uh, you have your own show, and it's quite ideological, Johnny. Of course, and that's and that's my point. You see, here it is. Let me. We got the left and the right, and there's agreement within the left and the right, and everybody in between. the The issue is the issue is number one that we get so tied up in in well now now look what they're doing now look what they're doing you know what I mean and and there's nothing wrong with that I'm not saying you know you shouldn't give the news or we shouldn't be. Uh, abreast of what's going on day to day because it changes and it's so dynamic. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But what I think is the problem is that we never get beyond it. We never get to the point to where we, where we say, let's fix it and let's come up with strategies to fix it. And well, I, I mean, I, I, I agree and disagree with you because that's policy making. And people right. will come up with solutions, and there's disagreements on primarily the Sunday shows, if you're watching TV, about how right. to fix things. And the solutions right. that get up there for discussion on TV, you know, aren't the ones that actually might be filtering through the, and, and laying on the desk of some of these, these senators. If you've done any right. footwork or done any real-time advocacy trying to, you know, just been a poor advocate in the state houses or just lobbying public officials on a position for a thing. Um, you know, it is extremely hard work, and you, you're, I'm not a lawyer. I just have a position, and, and, a, and I might come from that angle. Mm-hmm. I'm not either, Sheila, but that, that's just it. You know what? I've got a little brother in East Texas right now that is okay. the head of the Democratic, Democratic uh, Party right now, the uh, Democratic uh. Party, the head in East Texas. I mean, he's got like 72 precinct chairs below him. 
And we have this conversation all the time. I tell my Hector, is that you really honestly think that... His name is Hector? Yeah, Hector. Hector. Okay, Hector. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, the guy's a great guy. His heart is in the same, is in the right place. But I think that we're at a point right now where electoral politics is not going to work. So, I mean, I mean, I'm... For the last 30, 40 years, it hasn't worked and it's not going to work. So for me, for me. So what do you want to happen in, in, a, in a minute, like you, or less gonna, than a minute or, or so? We got Blotty right behind you, Johnny. What okay. do you want to happen? Okay. What do you want to happen? What I want to happen is a true blue revolution, nonviolent revolution where, and mm. and, 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 and get this, get this, get this. A revolution in which the worst thing that could happen is that both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party will turn 180 on policy and they'll be running over themselves to doing for the public purpose, doing for the working class people. That would be the most dangerous thing that could happen in this idea of mine on how to really truly get our government back. And it's radical. It's I mean, it's really radical, but I don't see any way around it. So. We'll leave it at that. We'll let Baldy get in if you want. And, you know, it's Baldy. I know, I know. You have a yeah, you have a whole show for that. You do. Yeah, yeah. You really do. So, okay. Thank you for calling in, yeah. dude. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get Baldy. Uh, let's see here up here. You're making the next caller. All right, Baldy, unmute your mic. You can say your say. What I caused you to call in that. today? Good morning. Well, the good morning to you too. I'm calling from uh, the communist state of California with uh, oh, beautiful. Our, our our governor, Commissar Newsom. Well, anyway, what I was calling is, I do agree with what Johnny was saying, even though I see things quite different. We do have radical influence, unfortunately, in our government and from external sources, and something needs to be done. But I think we need a true pur- purging of the of the political party they've already failed us too far and it's kind of obvious that they're more into who says what from external factors from outside what do i mean by that the deep state yes trump yes but it's not just domestic it's uh our politicians just like you mentioned earlier about china what are you what are you chopping bloody Sorry, I'm making breakfast. If I'm making too too much noise, let me know. Well, but what are so, you chopping? Like what what are you? Oh, making? A pot- potato, potato. I'm making okay. a potato, onion, and uh, and tomato uh, little saute dish for breakfast. Okay. Well, so it's, it sounds is, delicious. Continue. So I I just hope that 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 our people start seeing that and we start considering because remember, constitutionally, we don't know anything to the parties. We don't know a damn thing to the parties. I agree with they you. Owe everything to, they owe everything. They owe everything to us. And I think I don't know if it was Washington who warned us about this, the party system. And when the party has failed us, they need to go. I'm a constitutional, uh, loving American. I'm assuming like you yourself and everybody else who calls here. And I think it's it's time for them to go. And I don't mean for this so socialism or communist vote crap. I'm talking about people who really truly love and respect the constitution. Whatever you are, green, independent, natural, bringing a good philosophy that is backed up by the uh, Constitution, respect the rule of law, play by the rules, or else you'll be asked out to, and 
let's 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 better this country. You said you weren't uh, in favor of Trump. I respect that. I well, was. I mean, I'm, on the, I'm not. I'm not for him or against him. I'm. I'm for the things that he did. That was well. See, what uh, I'd like it, to it, contribute it, to this conversation is that I think that public service should be a performance game, just like Formula One. I mean, the top performers who execute a great result on behalf of the people should be endorsed and chosen above all the rest of the do-nothings. Now, I I went to Trump's people. He had operatives in that state. You know, I wouldn't say they were the most powerful. They weren't. They certainly weren't. But as 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 far as, like, creme for Trump, you know, I was directly in touch with them. They were accessible to me. Um, Trump's campaign manager I met in person in a... In, this was really awkward. I had the strange and bizarre and awkward experience of, of meeting Trump's campaign manager for the for this for the area of Seattle uh, oh, in, a, okay. in a Perkins Coe uh, off offshoot. You know, it was it was a Perkins Coe room, but at that time Perkins Coe was being implicated as a law firm who could not speak on anything. I mean, the, it was happening in real time. While I was speaking to, to my one contact there at the firm, I haven't been able to talk to that guy since. He can't open his mouth because of the, you know, the way that the DNC was working in politics at that time. So they got hacked, for one. Uh, that had happened. It was just just fresh. They had just been hacked, and uh, and then Trump's campaign manager for for Seattle was in the room. Some third party guy who was trying to start his own anti communist party was there, um, and he was at the head of the table trying to get things going. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of people who want uh, alternate third parties. To, to have more of a, of a debate. And one of the reasons why I like Colin, hey there, Charlie, is because we can have sponsored debates. I have invited political candidates other than, you know, the obvious ones that are third party. Um, but I have invited candidates to come to the platform to have uh, call-in debates. I have invited people who want to have formative uh, discussions about all sorts of issues to come to call in, get a profile, and conduct a a debate as an event. Get a room, do a debate. So uh, that's something that has been kind of curtailed in the past, but that's something that I'm actively advocating for. When I see someone that has a a real path to to political advocacy or public public issue advocacy, social social development. Um, so stuff like AI definitely needs a space to, to have these really weird debates. And I think a technical space is fine. So I got a comment here from Joe Citizen, who's joined us. He says, yeah, our reps are supposed to be the best among us. Obviously, we've been screwing <laughs> it up bigly. <laughs> But uh, but one of the things I advocated for to the to the Seattle people that were accessible to me was to to continue to go with performance. 
People who actually can execute for the people, because that's one of the things that Donald Trump actually did. He got in the seat, because I was watching him for a good six months just to see if he was any different from the low performer, no performer, do nothing, say everything, and do do Jack Diddley. Okay. But but so uh, like, that's all I, I was looking for. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this. Okay, I watched I watched Trump for a full six months to see if he did anything, and. He, d- he started actually executing on his policies. So he made every – and that was what completely outraged the ruling class in Washington, D.C. was because he actually executed on his policies, and he made them look like ass. <laughs> and, and, and you see, Shayla, that's what I want you to see. And this is the question that should be for any to be president in the future. How much out of 100%? And then I'm comparing it to Obama, to Biden now, and to Bush. We're just going to go three presidents back, including the current one. How much did Trump give us out of 100? Did he give us 100%? No. Did he give us 90? I don't think so. Did he at least give us 70, let's say? I think he gave us a high number, whereas these other hacks who always promise and never deliver didn't give us a damn thing. All they did is for their party and for their environmentalists, like what, what uh, Biden has done to destroy Keystone Pipeline and, and all that. And then he goes around saying, well, there's permission. I mean, dumb, dumbass doesn't even know what he did or doesn't remember or he's that stupid or uh, his dementia. His dementia. The people that voted for him are the ones that are stupid. But what I'm saying is, what did he give us? What did Trump give us? Was it more than 50, 60, 70? I believe it was around 70 to 75% of what he promised. And no other president in the history of the United States has done anything even close. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Formula One performance, man. I mean, we need to get a cadre. I, w- I want the performance party. Okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna enter a new party, we we need to get a party in there that's gonna be that's that's an absolute execution machine. So so uh, you know, and then that's worth the money. If if somebody's gonna get in there and be a Formula One sponsor, I'm all for it because that's the way our our system is constructed. But they got to get a platform, and then it's gonna make Sh- it competitive between the parties to do performance. Shayla, Shayla. One person that ruined it for it, uh, uh, George H.W. then gave the basically the winning hand to to Clinton. He came out of where you're from, Texas. Yeah, um, I know. Who, okay, they need to do it like that again with someone with money to come in and kick ass. Because look, I, I go to a lot of these programs here and call in, just like yours. I, I like to hear diverse thought. Yeah. Whether I agree or not agree, I respect, like I said, the Constitution, my fellow American. But the thing is, one thing I can't, do not agree, and there's several people there, and I don't want to go by name, but they, they, they assume they have this great dream. They're great dreamers, not, not, not act- people that put it into actuality, you know. They're great, you know, they have great potential in their thoughts. But one thing I tell them is, I'm not going to throw my vote on someone I do not know and does not have the money. And I don't mean the money to, of corruption. I mean someone that actually is like the next Ross Perot. Someone that yeah. will be, be able to come in and do damage. Whether it's with the Patriot Party, you know, independent, whatever you want to call yourself. The whole thing is you got to come in, you got to convince me that Trump is no longer good. Maybe running with DeSantis or DeSantis with Republican or another party. I need to be convinced. Until this day, I'm not convinced with all these hacks that are coming out. And it's good if they stay away. It's stay away because being a president is not for any hack. It's for a real man or a real woman that should be. If there's a oh, woman coming up, I would vote. Yeah, I would yeah, vote. say the truth. I would say vote. Say the truth. I would vote. You know? 
I would vote. I want yeah. men or women, but from a different party that loves the Constitution and puts these hacks in, in place, whether it be libertarian, good. But I do not want to hear the communist shit or the socialist shit. You want that shit? Go to Cuba, go to North Korea, go to Vietnam That's right. or China. That's right. You know? It's we broken. It's are broken not government. A it communist. doesn't work. Our, oh, our founding fathers looked into socialism. They said no. Those genius men of genius, they weren't perfect. They were flawed men, but they looked at the socialist system and they said, no, it's already written in the commentaries. I don't know who, if it was. You know, it's, uh, it's modern monarchy, man. I mean, that's, uh, that's all it is. It's just another form of monarchy. And I, I want people to understand that. I mean, the books have been written about it, the new road to serfdom, because all it does is it transports us back to a serfdom model. You have no rights. They own all your property, and you work for nothing. You work for whatever they want to, you know, tell you for. And that is exactly what the New World Order wants, the, the uh, European Union nation, because they hate the U.S. as much as it's gotten them out of the stupid holes in history. Um, the United States should have been owning all of them, to be honest. I'm not even for imperialism, but the thing is, these very powers that got up, that are New World Order, that are Freemason, Secret Society, mm-hmm. all that shit, they're the ones that want to see the U.S. down. Yeah, they used the U.S. That's why they hated Trump when he called them out on their bullshit and started charging the bill. Because why? That, that, what, <clears throat> they are not ready for war. They are not even ready for Putin. Putin was so, uh, is so ready. He's not even throwing his best right now. He's ready oh, come to wait for tornado. I'm going to have to stop you there. He's, he's in the middle of a skirmish with Ukraine. You know, he's a glorified media state. He's he's an intelligence propagandist, a former KGB agent that that you know uses his his wisdom and that, his, that and is, his that government is, that is practice. That, that, that is true. I agree with you. I, I do not agree. But what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get across is that NATO it was not ready. They said it very clear. It won't last a big war. Why? Because they're always relying on the U.S. That's the problem. That's why they never got ready. Yeah, they, they're all about with one attack on one, we're all, that's a load of crap. They didn't want Ukraine. They didn't want other countries. Why? Because they don't really want to deal with that. They don't want to go to war. Let's be honest. Europe is even worse off than the U.S. when it comes to, to, to mores and, and morality and religion and all that. They, they've gotten too comfortable. They don't care. They become more authoritarian. And that was proven with, 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 uh, with a pandemic. And look at Austria. I, and then, I mean, I don't want to include Australia, which has nothing to do here, not European, yeah, yeah. but it's European-based. They had the worst policies next to Canada in, in controlling their people. Yeah. And people when, when their people came over to Florida, they, it was said they, they were astonished and they were mad to see the freedom. Tell, tell me, Vladi, tell me, Vladi, what you know about sanctioning, because this is the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. You know, if you have a personal story or if you're aware of any particular aspect of of people who have been sanctioned or, you know, pulled off of, of their their post from what they've been doing. They were fired from their job. Uh, nobody directly uh, knows, they, other they, than what I hear, what I hear on, on media. You know, anything like but that. Nobody, nobody, anything to like be that. honest, nobody directly. But it is, it is, uh, it is common, and it's going to happen in every government. It happened with Trump. It happened with Obama. Anybody that they don't like. Uh, the left has been sh- has been known for this, and the right to a certain extent uh, of showing of showing hatred to their own kind. Everybody that was once a team player, or whatever, they throw them under the bus. Um, an example of what Obama did is he threw that that um, senator, I think it's House of Representative Bob Melendez, he threw him under the bus. 
over an old kid just because he didn't agree with him. So they're horrible. The left, they throw each other under the bus horribly. Not even the right does that. They, they got a little bit more class, but still, when you indirectly or directly sanction someone, you don't like them, you, you, you want to charge them because he said something politically incorrect or whatever. I mean, the, the, both parties, Shayla, are responsible and they need to go. Um, even Mark Levin yeah, said, it. "We got we, we, we got the communist with the Democrats, and we got the soft progressive with the GOP. They got no bad bone. It's a bunch of racist white old men. They got nothing to do there. The new <laughs> GOP, the new GOP has to be led by a diversity of people. Serious, it has to be led by a diversity of people. No more old stupid rich men or women like like Pelosi." There's got to be a limit. When you reach 70, your ass has got to be out of Congress. Three, uh, there's got to be. There's well, be Trump was over 70 when he was in office, and you like. I, I understand. I understand. Okay. I understand. I understand. I, I kind of bite my tongue <laughs> at that, but the whole thing is, the whole thing is, we have to have a limit and put these hacks. Look, uh, Diane Feinstein is losing her mind, just like like stupid old Joe. So what do we do now? They want to continue, so they got it's got to be stopped. And I believe the only way they're going to be able to stop, since obviously Congress is not going to do nothing about it, is Article Third. I think Article Five is the one they call it, where you have thirty-six states and they start doing Congress's work. Oh, when hey, you have hey. thirty-six states, go ahead. Bloody, I'm going to ask you to kind of make your point and wrap it up because I, I've got a caller coming in. It's, this is Travis Dumas. He's the uh, campaign manager for for Philip Drake. I want to hear from him. Oh, Philip Drake. Okay. Anyway, we need a new government. If Phil Drake is our guy, I hear him. I love him. Oh wow! Let's go. Let's go ahead. Okay, I'll leave it with okay. that. You have a wonderful day. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. And God bless <laughs> it was America. Yesterday, but okay. Oh well, Mexicans are having it tomorrow on the tenth. So sorry, I celebrate both because I have a mom and I love her to death. <laughs> I'll see you. Okay, good for moms. Okay, Travis, uh, you're welcome to call in if you want. You know, give us an update. Okay. So thank you, Bloody. I'm going to make you a speaker and invite you to speak. Okay. Hey, Travis, if you invite my, uh, accept my invitation, you can unmute your mic. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, now, I was just uh, joining because uh, I just got off the phone with Philip, uh, the attorney. He's getting ready to call me back in a few but uh, Philip was telling me that um, you have like a call in or whatever. And he was like, yeah, you're welcome to join in and all this other stuff. So I just came check you out and all this other stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so I, I just hopped in like a couple seconds ago. I don't, yeah, I'm just here to uh, listen. If you guys need me to chime in on something, I have no problem doing so. Well, Travis, do you have a show here on, on calling? No, no. I just joined it a few, um, oh, like very recently i i joined it because of uh one of philip's friends um donnie uh she was his original campaign manager she was doing something and i joined to support them too and so yeah this is probably my second time using this app we we don't have a ton of time left but uh can you give us any kind of update on phil and what happened with him um so like i said earlier uh he was pretty much arrested for no reason. There's the cycle of arrests that have been happening with him. Um, they'll arrest him, then they'll release him with no charges. But in between time, you have these articles that come out about him where they're saying he's doing all these things that um, he's 
not doing. You know, uh, they're saying that he's stealing cattle, but then those are actually his cattle. You can't steal your own cattle, you know, um, there's, <laughs> you know, and then they're, they're saying that he, he, then the next minute they're saying that he, he's faking his own kidnapping and all this other stuff and that he's selling, I guess his partner's cattle. He's selling, he's selling cows for $35 and all this other crap or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. here to let everyone know this stuff is not true. So the other day I actually had to uh, threaten one of the media outlets because uh, oh, don't do he, that. Don't threaten I, the press, bro. I, well, not not like a, uh, you know, not like a life-threatening type what thing. What did you I, say? So I told them, I, you know, so first off, I tried to get the real story to them first, right? And one of the one of the places, they blocked me and all this other stuff, right? And sure enough, uh, next day, they come up with all these fake articles or whatever, right? And so I had to comment under the uh, outlet's uh, um, Facebook page, and I told them, hey, look, Either you guys are going to bring him in for an interview to get his truth, his side of the story, or we're going to put the truth out there and you guys are going to be known as a non-credible source. And well, typically that's how you have to do it. You don't you don't go directly to the to the adversary or the opponent press. That there is yeah. an opponent press, okay, and that's what you're dealing with. They're not mm-hmm. going to let you talk. They're going to only carry the side of the story of the power that they want to prevail. And so once you accept that reality, which is that's your first step, is to accept mm-hmm. that that reality about your your press approach is, and then you go get your own press. You 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 can also send a uniform statement to everyone in the press saying this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. This is our side. You know, you type it up in the form of a press release, and then you jettison it out there. And then, and then you just go get you go get in the microphone of, of people who are going to listen to you and let you have your say and tell your story. Yeah, I, I will say this though: it has done, believe it or not, um, some good things for him. Um, there were people who I guess looked into the story, and then they were kind of I guess trying trying to look for the truth, and they ended up giving him a couple of extra likes on his Facebook um, page. So that's pretty cool. He he has some new followers um, because of the story. And so, you know, people are waiting. And believe it or not, there are people even in my inbox. They're waiting to hear, like, the full story. And I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. the full story is going to blow you guys' mind. Like, you guys will not believe some of the things that have been happening out there in South Texas. I, I do. Uh, I just need confirmed, you know, I, I need actually... I need pictures of those mansions. I need pictures of of the shanty towns. And, oh, you know, other than Google Earth, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh. I mean, people could go to Google Earth and 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 Drake Farms on the internet and see what's there. But you know, it's going to be a whole different story when you see the type of people that are walking around, and you know that you know it's it's kind of like New Orleans. There's these big you know these colonnade mansions, and then these just utter decrepit shanties and it looks like mexico because yeah. it is a cartel situation yeah um yeah from what i understand and so oh i meant to tell you earlier um uh, whenever we were doing our interview 
I we actually have videos of the arrest. Uh, we have two different videos. I meant to send. I meant to send that to you. Um, but you know, sometime I guess I'll, I'll drop it in your emails or anything. Um, yeah, so you, send it to me, and and um, I'll I'll publish it at, unedited on YouTube, and see how okay. far we get. And then um, you know, just just let the people see. Let the people see. Let them, let them survey what occurred. Um, because if we got to get it out now, because once it goes into like a discovery phase, it's gonna it's gonna get pulled down, because yeah. because you won't be able to, because it will be out there. And it turns out the guy that arrested him, he's not even who he says he was. Yeah, uh, he's some sort of self deputized citizen arrest type guy, based on what yeah. he told me today. Yeah, and, and, and there's a lot of that going on because they want to push people off of their land, and they want the land for what they whatever they want it for. You're absolutely correct. Uh, I believe that's what's at the um, the root of all this. But yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more. Um, we're like I said, we're meeting with the attorney. We're we have a conference call coming up with the attorney. Okay, um, and I'm telling you right now. Um, those people who have been violating these federal and the constitutional laws, oh, they're they're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> yeah, everybody's in a fight, you know. And once once they start punching back, though, you're gonna you're gonna understand that you're in a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. and it's 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 not like a fight that's like easily won. Sometimes it is. Drake has been a <laughs> Drake, <laughs> <laughs> like Drake. the rapper. <laughs> nice. I, <laughs> I should have some like drama beats like running behind this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, you know he uh, he's a real fighter. I can tell that he's he's gotten a lot of other people out that have been in this self deputized situation for years. That's what he told me. He's a he's an advocate. He's a farmer slash advocate, and. Um, you know he's he has been springing people from these false imprisonment situations for years, and so he's been actively fighting. But it, it went from you know animal cruelty claims to these weird white collar crime crime claims. Basically, yeah. told me like it's like usury that doesn't involve math, and yeah. it's so so corruption and Mexican corruption in particular is stupid. So that, that's a hallmark. It, it, the, mm-hmm. the sheer stupidity and ignorance of our laws uh, is is an indication that you're dealing with people who are low-level fl- foreign, you know, corrupt people. They only know how to deal with other criminals. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that that's kind of a tell. It's like a flag for me. Uh, and I just want you to know that uh, that the United States government and the State Department does sanction other nations for significant corruption if we can prove that the Mexican um, government has not controlled the cartels to any effect that they have come into the United States and contributed to US corruption well sir that is grounds for intervention Mm -hmm. and intervention in the you know they may use sanctions they may use other things, but Governor Abbott started down that path with these extra safety, 
you know, crunches at the border. And they couldn't they couldn't deal with it for more than 48 hours. Okay? Mm-hmm. They couldn't deal with it for 48 hours. So the Mexican government has the burden to enforce their their will and their law as a legitimate a weak but it but legitimate government over these cartels. And so if the cartels don't back off and the gov- US government has to get involved. I mean, not using military force, but maybe they start they start twisting those 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 huevos, dude. They start twisting. Mm, okay? And saying you can't have this and you can't have that and you can't come over the border and you can't do 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 do. Okay? No. Right? So that's mm-hmm. what the state De- that that's the kind of power that the state department has, but we should be able to prove uh, that significant corruption occurred in order for that kind of federal intervention to happen. And you do have friends in Texas. You do have a friend in Greg Abbott and Ken Paxton. You know, they do want to support, you know, the border. They want to support these people because nobody else in Texas is going to help you. And they Mm -hmm. are helping. They're on the helping team. So, you know, while people have been very critical of, of Governor Abbott and Ken Paxton, nobody else is helping in the federal government. Okay, they have to call down. In fact, you know, it, it, when the National Guard that is appropriated for Texas was used to defend it and a person died, um, you know, Saki's it was cheap shot was to blame Texas. Oh, that was Texas. Rather than saying, you know what? We need to get in there and help you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're team players. This is our nation. You know, Texas citizens are our citizens. Rather than, you're screwed. Those people 125 miles inside of the border, well, you're just not American anymore. You don't, mm-hmm. You're not worthy of our representation. You know, you're an inconvenient population who makes Biden look bad. That's what you are. Yeah, what I will say is this. <laughs> I understand that intervention is coming. I mean, we've already set some things up. Um, that South Texas is going to get cleaned up. I'm telling you that right now. It's going to get cleaned up. I mean, we're going to do it bit by bit, but we're going to clean that town up. <laughs> Let's let's hope for the best, man. I cannot wait for for this uh, this cleanup to happen because I'm ready. I had bags two weeks ago. Like I was in South Texas with garbage bags, waiting to help you. Really? So I'm I'm here. Yes, sir. I don't like what's happening. I have family from there. I am okay. tired. <laughs> I've been watching this my whole life, but it has yeah. never been this bad. And the fact that I know. That they live here and they're kicking farmers off of their own land is just, that's just it. That's the end. End of the line. We don't have to do this. We don't have to deal with this. The federal government, and I know people don't want the feds there. They don't want them there. But it's time. They're building mansions on our land, dude. Yeah, it is is well past time um one thing i'm learning one thing i'm learning you know the more phone calls i make more phone calls we make the more we realize 
people are really afraid of corruption. They're afraid to fight it. Of but course somebody, they are. They they never they've never had to deal with it, Travis. They've never dealt with people who are corrupt. Yeah. So either they pretend that it doesn't exist, or they just like like you said, they don't want to <clears throat> deal with it, right? Like it's avoidance these, at first. Yeah. These are people who are supposed to who whose jobs are supposed to be against corruption. You're calling them up for help. And mm-hmm. they don't want they don't want anything to do with it. You know, they're afraid they're they're I have, I have run afraid. into that. I have run into that. And you know what it is is that it's it's inexperience and weakness of spirit and they're they're uh, intimidated at first. They don't know what to do. They're shocked. Um you know, they're accountable, but they they need to be talked out of the tree first mm-hmm. and and then and then you know they need to get they need to get with some some wise elders honestly they need to get some consultants in the room legal counsel to help them make these you know because they don't have to do it by themselves these these elected officials get into an isolation place they're in a box by themselves and they they feel like they have to do this all by themselves they have to run it all by themselves and that mm-hmm. no one will relate to their problems um, typically, people that that happens to anybody who's shocked or traumatized in general. Okay, they immediately mm-hmm. feel that like they are alone, and this is I am the only person in the world that this has ever happened to, ever. But I can tell you from personal experience that <clears throat> after dealing with at least at least five of these people, you know, when you confront them with a real world problem, um, and uh, I kind of have seen it before. Mm-hmm. No, I have. I have. I just, I'll just volunteer that. And they, they need time, and you need to be persistent and bring them solutions. Okay, and yeah. bring them a variety of solutions and, and wise people and lawyers. You have to pressure them. Yeah. You know, and it, one thing I'm, I'm, one thing I'm slowly re- uh, figuring out. It's a numbers game because somebody within a large group of numbers of people who are supposed to help there's always going to be someone who is fearless there's going to be someone who's who's ready to go man they they're oh, ready yeah. they're boots on ground there's always that one person and so all you need really is just to play the numbers game and let it fall on the right set of ears and you know and it'll start to snowball after a while because more people are going to um become attracted to what um you guys have going on that's that's what we're seeing with this platform right now um more people are coming and joining our movement you know we're we're just now getting this campaign out the mud and everything um we just launched the website we just set up the social medias and all this other stuff we're finally starting to get a little bit of press attention now Mm -hmm. it might not be the best press attention but hey you (laughs) know you gotta you gotta start somewhere yeah that's right and I know for a fact, once we get, um, you know, once we get a little bit of press attention, which is all we really needed, and people start to actually listen to him, listen to what he's about and everything, this guy really does have his own way of uh, thinking. He's really his own individual. And I believe we need politicians right, da- uh, right now who are for the people. He's running for president of the United States as an independent, right? And we know how that usually goes. We know the Democrats and the Republicans are going to try to find ways to screw him. But this guy, he has some leverages, some really strong leverages within our political system that, you know, I can't really speak on right now. 
he's not going to speak on it either. But just know when he starts playing his aces, it's going to blow you guys' mind. And people, he's going to get a bigger following each time, you know. So the name of the game right now is to unite the people. That's his campaign slogan, unite the people, right? Um, when you follow too much left-wing media, uh, uh, liberal media, whatever, you think the right side is bad. You follow too much right-wing media, you think the left side is bad. Well, I know the left side is bad, sir, because I lived in it. I lived it. Unfortunately, I wish I didn't. I wish I had a different story to tell you, but because I left, I had laundered CCP rule in Washington Mm -hmm. State. That's that's all I had. And and it's unfortunate, but you know, I stand here alive to tell you that it was real. It did not feel like America because it was being run by a bunch of you know globalist hacks who Mm -hmm. purchased Jay Inslee's government. And then and, wore a d- democratic mask. Yeah, and so now I'm not uh, when I say left and right being bad, I'm talking about the actual voters. Most people, we can agree that most people aren't bad. Oh, you know. Okay. It, I, I I know I know, but we gotta we've got to wrap it up, Travis. Okay. Listen, I appreciate you. You're welcome to come back on the on the on the program anytime, Blotty, Johnny. Charlie, Joshua, Joe, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for coming by yeah. and, and attending attending speech. People are going to listen to this and they're going to hear you. Thank you for attending the uh, Sanctioned Citizen, Citizen Podcast. Unsanctioned oh. Citizen. I used to be the Sanctioned <laughs> Citizen. Now I'm in like Texas. I'm Texas. A... Yeah. Goodbye, y'all. Bye, <laughs> y'all. Bye. All right, man. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast Archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.